The following podcast contains adult themes and potty-mouthed individuals. Listener discretion is advised. Alright, darling. Alright, darling. Hi, and welcome to Alright, Darling, the podcast that's dedicated to bringing the queer creatives in our society to the forefront. What? What's <laughs> you eye, you eye rolled at me. <laughs> Look at the computer and nothing else, please. <laughs> you, your producer. I thought I'd said something wrong or it sounded stupid or something. Um, my notes. I've put my names. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot <laughs> My name's Greg and I like taking photos of drag queens And I'm really sorry But I spilled lipstick in your Valentino bag What? what? Lipstick in my Valentino bag? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? My name's Dan and I am multi-jointed Listeners can't tell but both of my legs are behind my head It's very scary He looks like a croissant <laughs> like, a pre- like a pretzel. <laughs> Not a croissant. <laughs> you can just roll me you around. You made me drop my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> this is the meme episode. Oh, the Vine episode. Oh, right. Rest in <laughs> Vine's one of those things that I will go back once every few weeks. Just watch those ones again that I've seen a million times and I will still laugh. Yeah, same. Did you ever have Vine? No. Did you ever, like, no, no. So you never made a Vine? No. I think it's legendary in, in its way that it was like. It was around and now it's not. I don't think it should come back because actually I think it should stay dead. Do you ever watch um, Grace and Frankie? We watched the first two seasons, but with all Netflix shows, the first one or two seasons are usually really good. That's a lie. These ones are brilliant. All of them are brilliant. Well, they tend to make interesting, sometimes gritty, sometimes challenging first and second series and then they get so popular so that they become really um like family friendly and just shy well, okay my segue my very quick well you just segue off a cliff bitch yeah from grace grace and frankie <laughs> the reason i was asking you have you got vaginal dryness well yeah but like <laughs> as in everyone well, um, yeah. Well, yeah yeah lily tomlin yeah, yeah. lily tomlin's yeah, one yeah. of her sons ethan embry yeah. embry embry he was very popular on Vine. Okay. With his girlfriend, wife, Sonny Mabry. Her name was Sonny. Sonny. Oh, like the sun. Like S U N Y. Not like S O N N, like Sonny. Like, all right, son. Yeah, yeah. Sonny. She was American, so I doubt that would be like, yeah, Sonny. Sonny Jim. But Vines, Vines aside, because that's not with us anymore. Vines aside. Vines aside. Because the thing is, there Daniel must... and Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's hundreds of Vine imitation apps that you can get now. Well, what? there's TikTok. Yeah, there's uh, TikTok. Oh, is that what TikTok is? Oh, I thought that was something to do with Kesha. Honestly. <laughs> well, it was. That was that's one of her well, songs. Yeah, was no, TikTok. I know. Yeah. I but, thought so. It was something endorsed by her. Mm, not, no, no. But like, I've never actually been on it. Like so I've got no. All clocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The All clocks and She, she invented the noise that clocks make when they tick. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> clocks didn't make that sound until Kesha released it. Until that. like 2007, 2008. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kesha. I think Kesha's fucking cool. She's an important person in the way that she stood up to yes, a man in yeah. a position of power who abused his power. Yeah, but and, and I, I agree. But I just think it's a real fucking kick that she's not bigger than what she is. 
But that's a direct result of that. No, isn't no it? yeah, but bollocks. like for some reason she was really, really affected and still is. Yeah. Fucks me off. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Fucks me off. Yes. Yeah, I like bullshit. Kesha. I like her. Bullshit. And she seems lovely. I bet she's really fun, yeah. Yeah. Her and Detox are friends. They are. Mm. They are. So that'd be a good night out. That would be a insane night out. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't steal from a corner shop, but you would steal from Tesco. I have never. <laughs> I, uh, I actually haven't. I haven't either. That's not something that turns me on at all. Thieving. Stealing. <laughs> No boner whatsoever. No. I have, I was going to say stelt. Stelt. Stolt. Stolt. <laughs> I've stolt something before. I've stelton. One thing this podcast has brought up is some of your Greg, grammatical. Greg Cotton's Greg's speak. grammatical gaffes, which is the news section on the All Right Darling podcast. Greg's grammatical gaffes. My favourite one from. <laughs> Can't even say it. From the last episode was. <laughs> What's the upside down eye? Uh, exclamation mark. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you, did it's you because stop? I'm dis- It's because I'm dyslexic, and whoever decided to spell the word dyslexic as they spell it is really mean because that's really hard to spell. That was a cruel joke. It is. I spell it dyslexic. Or dicks lixic. Dicks dicks. Licks dicks. Dick. What was the thing they were just talking about? What did you steal? Oh, oh yeah, what were you stelting? Me and Rob went to the cinema, filled up the bag of sweets, and Rob shouts over thing, Oh Greg, your film is about to start and I was like, Oh, okay. And I just ran into the cinema. Oh. Didn't pay for the sweets. Oh. No. But no one came after you. In cinemas it's really easy. You could just walk in to an Odeon. Very rarely are your tickets actually checked. I feel like you could just flash them a receipt from Mark Suspensers. And- you could actually go and see a, a film back to back. Not not, not the same film, like two different films. Just walk into another screen. Yeah. Yeah, you could do. Maybe we should try that. No. But, no, I've never stolen anything. Although at school. Oh, it's all coming out In the canteen, me and my friends had like a cookie stealing ring. (laughs) A cookie stealing (laughs) ring. Yeah, it was a big. Was it a magic ring? No, no, like a a drugs (laughs) ring. You know, like a a gang. (laughs) I know, I was just trying Not like an actual circle of something. That would be amazing, though, like a magic ring that stole cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but we we came up with all these elaborate ways to kind of... What types of cookies? So there was like, there's always like two or three trays and it was like chocolate chip cookies, chocolate white chip cookies, and then there was brownies and flapjacks. But they're on these... You're, these... That's not cookies. You're getting into the realm of other baked goods. You're just a... Oh. Well... It started off where you'd literally just... Because there'd be loads of people around in the queue for the food. We would just walk in, pick one up and just mill around and walk out so <laughs> pick one eat it no or go. like put it in your purse or we put them up our sleeve put it in your purse or like yeah you put it, you had a purse. just in your clutch you know your school day clutch <laughs> your school day clutch <laughs> um well like the one geo has when she comes <laughs> yeah the chanel circle <laughs> massive chanel yeah, yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. so yeah we started off with that and then they cottoned on that people were doing it so they kept changing the layout of the way you bought food in the canteen so they kept moving the tables around so we just adapted. So we'd like push them off the back of the train. People would be waiting underneath the caps. Oh my God. Like fucking James Bond shit. Mission Impossible style. Ocean's um, Eleven. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. You know Ocean's what? I think 11. it sounds more like, I'm picturing Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. in Entrapment. Yeah. With you the know, lasers. With the lasers. Dancing lasers. around the lasers. But it's just 
people chucking cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they put up all these posters around the canteen that said... Watch out for Dan. He's a fucking thief. <laughs> that fat unit? That's selling all the fucking cookies? <laughs> that fucking unit. She's a fat bitch. Watch her. She'll have your lunch. Uh, <laughs> right out of your mouth like a seagull. <laughs> I did that to Kobe once. And he has never got over it well, and he still can't talk about it because it upsets him because I took food that out of his, out of out his of mouth his mouth and I ate it okay the real question is <gasps> what was the food it was I want to see if this is justifiable it was a it was a pizza crust why did you do that <laughs> it was an even I think I was just trying to prove a point and and the point was <laughs> I think he'd eaten the last bit of pizza so I think he'd Taking the last piece and was like, oh, did you want that? And I was like, oh, well, it's too late now. And he went, yeah, it's too late. And I went, no, it's not. And I climbed on <laughs> top of him. Don't challenge me, bitch. So I climbed on, to- on top of him, held his arm down, and I stuck my fingers in his mouth. And I hooked it. At- you know, like when a dog uh, eats, you're trying to see what dog's eating. Yeah. I hooked my fingers in his mouth and I uh, scooped the pizza's crust <laughs> out of his mouth and I ate it. That's gross. And he still can't talk about it because he, he wouldn't talk to me really for the rest of that evening because he was so upset. Well, I, I think more than upset, traumatised. Have you ever wondered why my jaw like clicks all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you missed um, the food and just like got his wisdom too. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't my proudest moment. It um, should be, no. But, but that sounds like like a proper food challenge. Like, would you eat something out of someone's mouth? Yeah. If you didn't know them? No. Okay. It sounds like you would. Um, would you eat... Are they hot? Yeah, <laughs> they hot? I mean, if I could get what they look like... Would you eat soup out of someone's mouth? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. No. Like, you know when you, you used to smoke when you were younger and you like blow the smoke in someone's mouth, but it was leek and potato soup? <laughs> yeah. I don't, it depends who it was, I suppose. You're disgusting. Why? Soup. But you'd eat a sweet out of, like, my mouth. No. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Well, you would. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't understand people. If it was a Werther's original, I would. Yeah. Would you eat mm. a Werther's original out of David Orianus's mouth? Yeah. Yeah, I would. No, of course <laughs> yeah. you would. So you've changed your tune. Uh, yeah, but I'm never going to eat food out of De- David Boreanaz's mouth. Derek! Derek! <laughs> I'm That's never, his brother, I'm never Derek gonna, Boreanaz. I'm never going to eat food out of Derek's mouth. Oh, my God. Do you remember Derek Akora? The medium. I think he was about a large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was a large. Oh, she was a large, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a psychic medium on like, Living was. TV. He used to he do was. Most Haunted and stuff. Yeah, yeah. His name was Derek. <laughs> so. Yeah, sorry. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. What have you been up to? I've just been working, really. Yeah. I actually had someone come in the other day, and this really threw me. Um, so I was upstairs making a cup of coffee. Yeah. Went downstairs and was like, oh, is everything all right, guys? But like, um, No, not really. I didn't really know what to say to this customer. They came in and asked where they would find in the store swim swimwear for a trans male. Oh. And I was like, well, surely, surely that's just... Swimming trunks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's that's what the employee said. They were like, oh, well, we sell swimming costumes or swimming trunks. So, yeah. 
We sell all kinds of swimwear, but it's a strange if, question to but ask. If, I, if I'm wrong on that, please, please someone let me know. Yeah. Like if there is, if I could have in that moment had a better answer, had a better answer, let me know. But that, that really threw me through. A yeah. <laughs> We're recording this in my oh. um, in my Casbah. At my it's house, there's um, hookers everywhere. There's yeah, there's concubines. No plenty. hookers, like, no, oh right, not hookah, that, not not hookah. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I just realised I was very rude. Well, yes. Well, yes. Um, always, yeah, always. I know. You asked me how I was doing earlier, mm. but I didn't ask you. Okay. It's because I don't care. But and I'm not going to and now. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, so how can I word it? How have you been? I've been great. Busy with work, same as you. Obviously, we've just had, literally just finished the Brighton Festival. We had Polyglamorous early mm-hmm. on, which I was dancing for, which was oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Polyglamorous Gold, which was just the most fun. All of the people that we know have had shows, like Joe Black and Alfie oh, Ordinary. You didn't get to go to Joe's, um, did you? I didn't, know because I was, was in London. so good. Yeah, they were all so busy. And there was the big drag pageant. Did you go to that? I, I could. It's sold out. Oh, bitch. So I've been doing a lot of wigs. Ah, cool. For our very own baby. Our very actually. own baby. So, who I believe was like top three in the drag pageant. So oh. she went all the way to the end. And I've seen a few videos and her looks were, were just insane. I really liked the short wig you did for her. Yes. That's the kind gorgeous. of, you know, Zendaya, the actress. Yeah. At the Met Gala last year when it was Joan of Arc, kind mm. of box bob. And she was wearing a like, chainmail dress. Nice. It was really cool. I spent most of last week doing wigs for baby's pageant. It must be quite fun doing stuff for baby. Do you, does she just let you kind of she, do what you want to do or do you have to compromise? She always has a really clear idea, which is really good. Mm. Because obviously it's her look and it's she will plan a look usually around a performance or a runway. And then the hair will be obviously included and the makeup. Yeah. She's quite strong in what she wants. And actually, I think that's better. Yeah. If you were given complete free reign. Yeah. What would you want to do? This sounds really wanky, but actually what we're doing, like, because the trend for drag wigs now is like that kind of Marcel wave, like Mm. really big, puffy. Yeah. You know, this kind of wave that goes into frizz. And it's very big and graphic. And that seems to be what a lot of them do now. But she knows, she sees that everyone's doing that. And she's like, I don't want to be like that. So, you know, like I've done like a sort of Yolandi Vissa style mullet for her. I've done a little bob. She doesn't mm-hmm. ever want to do anything conventional. And I think that's that's what I like doing with her. Any other jobs you've done where you've had to kind of take a step back and compromise <clears throat> your work for someone else's vision? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. A yeah. lot. There's an industry standard, but then there's also a bit of an industry blueprint. And everything, in my opinion, does start to look very, very repetitive when you come to like the industry of hairdressing as its own thing. Obviously, the fashion industry is separate from this. You know, when I used to work for a bigger company, which had a very commercial uh, look about it, I was often told to dial it back because... But never in a horrible way. No, was, I know. You know, and they were always like, we love what you're doing. Do you know what? I'll tell you a story. But just is, not for us. Which was a big shake up Go for on, me. Paint, paint it. I hadn't been there that long, but I'd somehow managed to work my way into sort of heading this this hair show. This, was a, this was a long time ago. I came up with this concept, which there was two halves of the show. It was like girls who were all dressed in the same kind of thing. And it was all supposed to be about Paris. That was okay. the theme of the show was Paris. As in Michael Jackson's. 
daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just about her. Okay, that's cool. Um, so no, the city of Paris. So oh. the first half of the show is supposed to be a bit like Crazy Horse. Do you know the Crazy Horse Cabaret? Yes. So it's a bit like the new Moulin Rouge in Paris. Yeah. So what the Moulin Rouge was back in the day, mm-hmm. the Crazy Horse is now. So it's like titillating, dancing girls with usually nude kind of cabaret. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a nude cabaret. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it is. So that was kind of my inspiration for the first half. So they had these like black bobs, which are all styled in different ways. And they're all in like Chanel looking jackets. And and one of the people I had in that section was a, an incredible artist, performer, singer, drag person called Mikey Woodbridge. And I asked them if they would be in the show because I'd seen them at Sync the Pink. I'd seen them walk a runway. I'd seen them turn a look. And I was like, please be in the show. I can remember the second half. It was called Couture Matriarch. It was supposed to be inspired by like the old fashion house of Paris. So like, Ooh. Dior, you know what I mean? That was yeah, kind yeah. of the theme. So we had them in like these like structural gowns and the hair was like avant-garde. Was this the sort of time you were working with um, Charlie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Similar time. Nice. And I, it was really fun. That's not good. me being like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mm. I hear the Parisian hair. Yeah. Lamindo. Yeah. But that's and so it was, cool. but he, I mean, I learned so much from him and, and he was a huge inspiration to me. So this show, I thought it was really fucking good. Considering it was my first time ever doing anything like yeah. that. And the finale of the show, the song was, you know, Amazing by... Oh, High Fashion. High Fashion, yeah. And it literally brought the I'm house guessing down. the people you did this for didn't like it? Well, or? no. Everyone in-house loved it and enjoyed it and said it was great. This woman came from L'Oreal and she was so horrible... Oh. And I sat in the front row of the meeting with my notepad, ready to hit everything she had to say and make a note of everything she had to say because I wanted to learn. And all she did was stand there and pull faces. Up. She had pictures oh. up on the screen and she was pointing pictures to it. Pictures up of the show. Are you kidding? So she'd pull a picture up of the show. She'd point at it, look at us and then and then grimace. And then go, no. No, she wasn't French. She was just a bitch. She is in my head. Um, She's from L'Oreal. No. And then she pulled a picture of Mikey Woodbridge came up. She went, yeah. that looks like a bloke. And I was literally sat there like... You should have said something. Afterwards, I was like, the whole point is that they were supposed to be there as a gender fuck. And yeah. like, you know, and blah, blah, blah. How long ago was this? This was probably six, seven years Isn't ago. Isn't it weird? It's not, it's, that's now, not that long. No, but, but now they're, changed that's, so much. that's what is everywhere. Yeah. Like you look at campaigns so for all the major brands now and they're using gender fluid models or non, you know, non-binary models and stuff like that. That whole thing like upset me so much. That's why I ended up working for Sink the Pink. Because I was ah, like, my nice. daily thing here, I, I'm going to be held back. Yeah. So I need something where I can go and I can be as creatively I think that is definitely, unhinged as I wanted. That's how I started with Sync the Pink. I think that's definitely the answer to some things. So if you can't truly do your work 100% you and that's all you want to do, yeah, then you do need to have something on the side. Yeah, That's one of the reasons why I started All Right Darling. Yeah. Because I needed an outlet for what I was doing. Yeah, that like, was entirely yours. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Not, and that's not me saying I dislike, you know, my job or anything that I'm in or anything, but I want more creativity out of it. If I can't have that in my day-to-day job, that's fine. Then I'll do something else. Yeah. I suppose that is a form of compromise, yeah. isn't it? You can't always bend over backwards for the client. I think there's different types of, of art, isn't there? And there's there's nothing wrong with creating things for other people. But my personal approach to being creative is 
it should always be challenging. Yeah. I always want people to look at something I've done and go, oh, that's cool. That's new. That's different. That's challenging my idea of this, blah, blah, blah. Because I just think that's what or art Or even is. just as like a slight twist on something. Exactly. Like a twist on something that you haven't seen before. Yeah. I like that. Putting your own spin on something. If in doubt, freak them out. I think that's Sharon Needles. Is that Sharon Needles? Yeah. Is it her? Did she make that up though? Yes, she's trademarked it. Has she? No, she should She should do. Well, if Cardi, well, B, if Cardi B can uh, trademark, oh, then I think Sharon Needles Well, then I probably it. learned it from Sharon Needles, which well, is fine. You're going to be getting a letter from her lawyer. Okay, cool. Yeah. If in doubt, freak him out. And I think that I would always rather someone looked at something I've done and went, ugh, than True. When, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse. I've had it with the book. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had it with the book before because um, we sell the book at yeah. Beyond Retro. So yeah. you get like a plethora of people yeah. coming in, all different sorts. Clearly, some people who don't want to buy it. Yeah. And that's fine. But it's very difficult for the person who's created something to watch this honest reaction yeah, happen yeah. in front of your face. And you get people just kind of like, hmm, hmm flick through a couple of pages maybe even grimace and then put it down you're like oh, you're like, oh but, the, no. but the worst the worst is where they just kind of flick through it no reaction on their face really like, yeah and then they're just like huh. i had someone the other day um flick through the entire thing was literally loving it i introduced myself and she was like oh my god tell me about this drag queen that drag queen blah 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 i like, was so interested and I was like, oh, well, it's, um, it's, like, it's, it's $14.99. And she was like, oh, I'm not going to buy it. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. But I did say to her, but watch out. We've got a podcast coming out. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Good, nice. Take slap yeah. that bitch. If you're listening, you know what? Come, you. come back and buy the book, please. <laughs> please. You clearly liked it. You'll sign it. Yeah. With my own shit. <laughs> ours are signed. Um, I sometimes take ours off the shelf and just grimace at it. <laughs> the, just, you just know stone face. I just like, light a candle like in the dark. <laughs> I will sit and stare at it in the dark and just make faces. Anyway. 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 But I think compromising sometimes can be useful. And learning to bend to another's will and create something for someone else can be just as much a learning curve as doing it for yourself. Yeah, that's true. Working that's true. to a brief. Yeah, learning is to give a up a bit of, of responsibility as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. I think there's things to be learned from it. Yeah. I think if you've just been 100% working for yourself, I don't think you ever really appreciate those who don't. Uh, if you're an artist that's 100% only ever done your own work. Yeah. Like I swear I've met people before who were like, they do their own thing and they're like, oh, why do you work for someone else? Why do you work in a salon? Oh, yeah, And it's like, well, actually, it's not all about... um, I don't appreciate anyone. No, you're a thankless bitch. Yep. (laughs) I actually think it's good to to compromise and do things for other people. And I think I probably learned more by doing a plethora of different avenues within my field than if I'd just done the most shocking and the most extreme. What about then? Okay, having to think is this going to sell or is yeah is the general public going to like this or you know you've got your own business or something you still have to think about other people yeah of course i quite enjoy the idea of making something marketable mm. and actually i think the thing i've learned from that process is taking an idea 
which maybe seems extreme, and then making it marketable, filtering it down, stripping away the bits and keeping the bits that you can sell just on. twisting it a little bit. Turning well, it on his no, head. Almost you know, untwisting like, it. You know what I mean? Like it. taking this kind Unnotting of extreme... Like, <laughs> you know, like a ball, like a ball of earphones. Are you done? Am I drunk? <laughs> what well, my dream Halloween dress-up costume is Mugatu, and I'm yet to do it, and I will do it one day. What's Mila Jokovic's character in that called? Oh, she's called like... What's you her name? You sound like the girl on. from Little Mix. I really, really want to get Jade from Little Mix on this podcast. Love her. And uh, she's just won an award. She, for Ally Awards. Yeah. Was it the Attitude Awards? I think it might have been Glad. Yeah. I think it was Glad. And if... You're listening, Jade. Congratulations. That is what a true ally is. Absolutely. Someone who just speaks up and em- Shows em- up. embraces LGBTQ culture. Absolutely. And I was once on her Instagram story. Yes, you were on her Instagram story. At Sick the Pink. I was dancing on stage at Sick the Pink and clearly feeling every oat in the every field. Every oat. Oatmeal. And- porridge. You were porridge. We were Quakers old. Quaker old. Anyway, and yeah, I was on her Instagram story, yeah. like me dancing away. Well, so she obviously also loves the fatties. Well, Jade, if you're if you are listening, please be a guest on our podcast. Please come and talk to us about. The, you've got two tons of fun here. <laughs> or, as, or as Katia actually corrected when when we met her. Yeah, it's just two. Just. Two. <laughs> <laughs> to each talking of girl groups one person who i think would be amazing in a girl group yeah our guest our guest today like she adores the spice girls oh that was a little clear right there and she adores britney spears she does We've got a door coming up next, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the listeners would have seen by the picture on the and the title of the podcast. Yeah. We are later on joined by the incredible... Adore DeLamo. Adore DeLooney. DeLooney. Adore DeLooney. Dan, do you yeah. like reading? Not really. But it's fundamental. <gasps> you shady bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Scandalo. 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 Well, it's a good thing because I'm completely illiterate. Okay. So do you know what I do? I listen to my books. Mm-hmm. And where do you listen to them, Greg? <gasps> Audible, of course. Oh. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks, including sci-fi, romance, the classics, and many more. They have a great LGBTQ selection too. One of my favourite titles they have is Gender Games by Juno Dawson, who's a great friend of Alright Darling. When you finish listening to us, hit the link in the description for your free 30-day trial. You won't regret it. So we are recording live from Beyond Retro in Brighton. And yeah. what have we just been doing? We've just been photographing Adore Delano. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit cold here. I feel like the Little Mermaid, though. I love it. Love- <laughs> <laughs> I love the beach. You like Brighton? I love Brighton. My cousin said it's like the Little Mermaid town, and every time I come here, I feel like Ariel. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> you think it, do you find it quite quaint? Like, is it What's cute? quaint? Oh, like cute. Um, yeah, cute, but every place that's cute is expensive. So I asked, and you guys are like, yes, it's expensive. It, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yes, it. it's indeed. It's <laughs> very expensive. Yeah, it's giving me that. 
fun. We've got pizza here. Yeah. Why not? We're, we're literally naked. covered in pizza yeah. right now. We're it's naked. Right there's pizza. So oh. the theme of everyone is also we're eating in the nude. Wait, what? <laughs> not really. Oh, like, like, I'm it's down. Like, what, what do I, is this being like, filmed? We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are security cameras everywhere. They're like, what's Greg, Greg doing? <laughs> so you're, you're here on your pizza, me, yeah. tour. Is that because you like pizza and... Britney? Yes. Hey. Yes. Well, How did I guess? Well, a piece of me was already taken by an icon. Uh, what a and, bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> and um, no, but um, a lot of the little girls know that I love pizza, and I just wanted to kind of like share little like stories of my life so they understand why I'm such a dickhead on, on Instagram Live. <laughs> and now I think it's it's coming across pretty well. <laughs> no, but yeah. In the show, do you do sort of a mixture of kind of talking to people and telling stories and the music as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The structure of the show is we do about like five or six songs and then we cut in the middle and then we answer Twitter, Facebook and audience questions. And then we have like, yeah, it's super cool. And they get to ask whatever they want unfiltered. And I and that's when I get in trouble. That's when the phones come out. I know. Um, And then my guitarist comes back up and then we do like four or five more acoustic songs just kind of representing like my life. And like I (laughs) tell them how it reminds me of little stories of navigating through Hollywood and and making it around traveling and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you do a little meet and greet after. No, we got to no. do it before. Yeah, oh, we, before. we do meet and greets before. Yeah, that's right. clever. Yeah, I just I like meeting them before they get wasted. Yeah, <laughs> and before yeah. like you're a sweaty mess. Right? Like, no, for sure. Yeah, he I wants I've, pictures of when you're like just got off stage. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I found I found it easier to do it afterwards though because they're more sober. Because drunk True. people want to touch you, right? They want to yeah. kiss and touch and yeah. shift your wig. Yeah. Like, oh. I like. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> On this podcast, we talk about being LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. and creative. We kind of have like a, an overall theme for each episode. We only kind of touch upon it. Stunning. For this, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> and for this one, we were going to talk about doing stuff for others, like changing your work for others. I love that. And have you ever felt you've had to do that? Yeah. Compromise. Compromising. Compromisation. To, for, popularity have you ever had to do that um not for likes or popularity i just noticed that um, with me at least like and bianca and courtney and darren have like this running joke that i have like a really young young fan base yeah and i don't think i do it for like likes or popularity but you kind of gain some self of like like almost like a tiny bit of responsibility like even if you like preach against it you still have an ounce of that because your word does kind of mean something to these kids a lot of the time i kind of have to like smack myself and be like you need to calm it down a bit because they do bring it up a lot in the meet and greet. It's like, are you doing okay? And they're very worried. So it's like, <laughs> oh. they'll understand when they're 25 yeah, and they like, drink. I'm older than yeah. you. Right. I'm doing good, babe. I'm doing good, man. That was just a Wednesday night. <laughs> I've had to do stuff before. Like, you know, I could go full force, but I kind of have to rein it in sometimes. Have you ever had to do that from a creative point of view with like uh, music or yeah, appearance? Or? Absolutely. I would say All Stars 2 was that and it doesn't feel good. It's, no. I always bring up Bianca, but she says... Um, that, Why not? She's amazing. I love her. But <laughs> I mean, she's like says like the one thing that she like likes about me is that if I don't like something, I just know it's not for me. I have to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Can we say fuck? Oh, you, you can, can say, say whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. We love fuck. <laughs> <All that stuff. laughs> yeah. No, but when I know something's not for me, I gotta go. And I felt yeah. like that was a, a compromisation that I wasn't willing to 
put forth. Good. And for my album After Party, it was supposed to be kind of like an indie, like rockish pop album. And then I got talked into kind of doing the whole synth sound again. And ah. that was just kind of the album that I liked the sound overall because I wrote most of the music, but it's not like what my vision was. I wanted to break out of that whole, like, you know, yeah. Rue Paul Drag Race sound. But yeah. They were running a factory over there. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. I think yeah. it's that thing of compromise being a positive thing and also being a negative thing. Mm. Knowing when to compromise to push things forward mm -hmm. and knowing when not to compromise so you don't get held back. Absolutely. I can imagine you have to do that with doing hair. Oh my God. So much. Because, <laughs> in like, because in like the industry, the hair industry. Yes. So there's a thing called the Fellowship for British Hairdressing and they have a luncheon every December. That sounds so bougie. They all wear, so they all wear the Fellowship. British like Lord of the Rings show. hairdressing. Literally, they all wear these big gold chains. It's a bit Masonic, it's a bit Masonic. You have to toast the queen before lunch. This is real, I've done this, it's for real. For, this and is for hairstylists. For hairdressers, it's so just hairdressers. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Like you're not allowed Am to I going to get murdered? <laughs> First rule of the fellowship of the. Yeah. <laughs> if they find my body. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No. <laughs> um, I was murdered by Anne Herman, who is this honestly 90 year old woman oh. who is in charge of everything. Hot. That's cool. She yeah. doesn't own a mobile phone. You have to call her at her house. <laughs> Aww. I wish I was making it up, but this is all true. You got a Dixie Cupper. Literally. <laughs> oh, what? Dixie Cup. You guys not do that? Oh, Dixie Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the strings back in the day. I'm like, hello there. Oh, yeah. She's basically, she's that old. That's stunning. But yeah. But yeah, and so it's very prestigious and it's very snooty and... You know, I want to do things with people's tits hanging out and and weird things and things <laughs> like, enough. I think Same. as artists, it's our duty to freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always say, if in doubt, freak them out. Right. Always, always, always. That's my motto. You have to make them think, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Make people feel uncomfortable because yeah. that's what art should do. For You're sure. really good at this. But I do. We've worked. <laughs> Me? <laughs> uh, hair? We, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You're brilliant at hair. You could, you could teach Dan a thing or two. Oof. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> probably. No. <laughs> no. Well, no, because we've together a few times yeah. and you just let us do what you want yeah. yeah you're happy to kind of go away from what you typically do yeah it's such a nice feeling when you have someone like that well when you say yes you say yes to the process you have to trust the people that are bringing you on board and I mean, the whole creative process is a creative process with everybody. Like, yeah. I, I like doing my own makeup because I know how to reshape my nose. But other than that, I'd be like, <laughs> for sure, man, do my makeup too. But nice. I mean, I trust you guys. I know you guys well enough that I've seen your guys' work. You guys are stunning. So I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's Aww. all it's all a good vibe gig. I guess Thanks, that's babe. an example of potentially compromising your brand yeah. mm. in order to create something original and thought-provoking. I think we were talking about it earlier, and you know, someone may see an image of you and be like, Oh my god, that's a door. Yeah. Oh my god, she looks so different and amazing. You know what I mean? Right. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think that creates such a response in people. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun to do that. Like just playing dress up. It's Why just not? a cool discussion. Like I even like see like fame when when she's not like all totally put together and yeah. her hair is like kind of like not quaffed, it's messed up, and she kind of looks Alanis Morissette. I'll be like, who did that? Like I wanna talk like why what yeah. inspired her to kind of like go out of her realm? Because we're very like specific tastes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so sometimes yeah. you gotta eat meat when you're a veg in the head, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm down with it. But I, I do kind of get it. Like I spoke about um, this with Dan before, like working with people like Jodie Harsh. Oh yeah. Who has got that Iconic. that fringe. Yes. That is her brand. So Completely. like trying to take that away or change it a bit. Right. I can understand the resistance, but it's just it's 
You can also be tongue in cheek with it as well and just kind of like scoop in and maybe if she didn't wear a certain silhouette, you can throw that on her and do like a streak in her hair. And I'm sure, but it's still brand, but it's still trusting the process. And 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 she did in the end. We managed to get her her full forehead out. It was brilliant. (laughs) See? It was brilliant. She looked amazing. Absolutely. amazing. That she did. I just saw a picture of her with Donatella Versace. Did you see Oh, stop it. She looked amazing. I know. Stop. What is this, like Who? a Marc Jacobs wedding or something? Oh, God. Did you see all the pictures from Marc Jacobs wedding? I did. Bianca told me all about Who? it. Oh, she did? Yes, she told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was super, super happy for him. Like, her and Marc like, have this like super close relationship, and she just loves him dearly and Aww. just wanted to be there for him. But I heard a lot of the girls were taking pictures with everybody. <laughs> oh. But um, I, I'm just super happy for him. That's super yeah. was, Were they friends before? Yeah, for oh, years. Really? Yeah, for years. I didn't know that. Yeah, in New York. But no, she was just there hanging out with Donatella Versace at something. But Donatella's wow. looking actually a bit better. Yeah. A bit better? I feel like Did you think she looked bad, Dan? Well... She looked like someone had tried to stretch her face over their knee. <laughs> like drop dead Fred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love drop dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to remake it with Russell Brand a few years ago. No, they really? were. But it was like I know. I was like, yeah, thank I'm God glad they have <laughs> Yeah. I liked it when he goes under her skirt and he goes, Cobwebs. Cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> she killed me with the death. Yeah. <laughs> no panties. Oh, uh, <laughs> and Phoebe Cates is such my crush. <laughs> I love her. Oh. Yeah, I fall, I'm a stalker. <laughs> the president yeah. of the fan club. Like, is she married? <laughs> 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 Just going through her trash. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh. Going through her mail. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you about Britney Spears. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she's... She's everything. Yeah. We spoke about her in quite a bit of detail, actually, when we were in Manchester, but I never asked you, what's your favorite music video of hers? Oh, my favorite music video? Mm. Probably Oops. Or, oh, no, 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 no. From the bottom of my broken heart. When she's on the, she's on the swing that's like full, it's like made of daisies and she's just like swinging like really pretty and there's like daisies everywhere and flowers and she's like, she has like that little short pixie cut. And it's like, it never was released, really. It was just like... Oh. Well, it's all over the internet now. But it was like rare back in the day. It was never on MTV. But it's ah. all over everywhere now. Yeah. I and Born to fa- Make You Happy was lit, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite was Every Time. Oh, the bathtub oh. scene. I tried to recreate that on Instagram I recently. S- <laughs> did you? I did. I was like... <laughs> 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 Where's the blood? Because <laughs> that was shot by um, David LaChapelle. Oh, okay. Mm, I can really? see that. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Did you see the um, David LaChapelle video of off her most recent album and they couldn't release it because she was basically nude. Wait, oh, she was doing um, Make Me, right? Make Me, oh, yeah. Yeah. The video would have been so cool. Did you see the video? You see like snippets, but literally looks like there's just smeared Vaseline on the lens. Yeah, she was saying that she was kind of embarrassed that she didn't want her kids to see it. Was it David LaChapelle? Yeah. I love Oh man. He's the reason I wanted to be a photographer. Stunning. He's amazing. What? There is actually, I've got some bad news about David LaChapelle. Oh no, I Wait, know what you're going to say. Wait, tell us bad news. He's a... Tell me. You might have seen on Instagram. I he's a, know what you're going to say. He's a Michael Jackson supporter. Oh, yeah. so yeah. is my mom. Oh no. But like, he's yeah, really but hardcore. Yeah, I haven't yeah. talked to my mom about leaving Neverland yet. I, I don't even know if she's watched it yet, but mm. I remember I grew up Sorry. in the era in high school of watching Michael on trial. Like, so I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was in high yeah. school when that happened. Yeah. So I, my mom was super behind him. So I haven't yeah. really touched on it with her yet, but... I've watched that and Surviving R. Kelly. It's so harsh. Yeah. I haven't seen Surviving R. Kelly yet, Oof. but. Like, mm. details. 
I feel like this has come up in every podcast. It has. <laughs> it's <laughs> so <laughs> controversial. No, you know it's what? We, now, there was something it? which um, it was actually cut out of our last podcast. So, Dan, have you seen anything really <laughs> fun on, you know, recently? <laughs> he was like, have you seen that Madeline McCann documentary? <laughs> Wait, what like, is that? Oh, oh my no. God, it's so good. <laughs> What's Madeline it's, McCann? Did that, oh. did that not make it to America? It, it, it did. But I, like, did? It was, I love that we're going into this again. I know. Sorry, Kobe. I know, I'm down. Um, Welcome to the Madeline McCann era. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Madeline McCann. Madeline McCann fun. I don't know the fuck she is, but she's here. She is where all the money went. She would be like 16, 17 now. Oh, she's dead. Wow. We don't know. Wow. The last episode of the... Did I spit on you? Sorry. Passion. episode. is all about children who have been kept prisoner for like 20 years yeah. and they re-emerge. Is R. Kelly involved in this? <laughs> well, possibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Paul, Jackson, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. All Bill of Cosby. them. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I love you, Cardi. Don't kill me on Instagram. No, I love oh, Cardi. God, yeah. <laughs> Is Cardi B listening? Cardi, can you hear me? <laughs> Cardi, can you hear me? Oh, oh, She's somewhere, girl. I hear a oh, pigeon. What do you think about that? Her trademarking that or... Oh, I hated it. I hate. I mean, I did. I publicly yeah. hated it. I went on Twitter and I said, "You can't do that." No. Like, I, w- I remember being like, "Laganja didn't even come up with that." Like no. that. W- that was like, if I was that girl that came up with that on on YouTube like years ago, mm. I would have been so mad. Because was that comedian, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wasn't that one white girl that was acting black? It was oh. like this YouTube girl that used oh. to put like little extensions in her hair and pretend like she was a salon owner, and she'd be like, "I can get your hair together." Oh, grrr. and she used to always like when I was like seventeen. Like this is like a decade ago. Yeah, and when I heard. Cardi was doing that I was like Laganja didn't even come up with that you can't yeah. trademark something that was here when I was in high school like but then I got I sobered up in the morning and I was like make your money bitch <laughs> yeah like, oh, whatever do you <laughs> but there's that thing though as well of trademarking things like that where how do they ever yeah on like, top of it like Taylor Swift this sick beat she trademarked that you can't use that in any of your lyrics or she gets coin did you know that no this sick beat she copywritten that yeah it's so ridiculous. What the fuck? Do you want to punch her for that? Yeah, I you really do. I don't think that she's ever written a sick beat. That beat was not <laughs> sick. That beat took NyQuil before it fucking filmed the video. Like it was, it was not sick. <laughs> I haven't heard a sneeze from that beat yet. <laughs> she's making money though. Yeah, yeah. Party. I can't bear Taylor Swift. Nah. If I'm go-go dancing and a Taylor Swift song comes on, I'll leave. <laughs> Dang, she wow. hit the R. Kelly spot for you. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll leave the stage. I'll be Dang. like, I'm gonna go and get a drink. <laughs> and that could, you could I am um, fucking hate the girl. I fucking hate the cunt. <laughs> but that could be considered gay suicide. <gasps> Ooh, that's a one. That's, so you see that smooth transition there into something we wanna we wanna <laughs> talk about. I'm just gonna <laughs> slide it in. Um, oh, is man. an act of gay suicide, and it's the one thing that you feel uh, you are. Betraying your community, right? You're supposed to like. Yeah, we're stereotypically mental. We're not talking about actual trans suicide because that's devastating. Or gay suicide, yeah. or any, any suicide. kind of actual suicide. Maybe we yeah. should change the name of this. No, suicide's yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys Cut know that suicide's cool? <laughs> Do you know that game suicide, like the drag suicide, is like no, with no. your host of the show. If you want to fuck with your castmates, you say, "Well, girl, next week we're doing suicide." So we would throw them on stage, and they'd get all dolled up and not know what they're performing. You <gasps> press a song, and if they don't know it, you boo them off the stage and bring the other girl on, and nice. she don't make her tip. So we would always be like, all right. And we would mess with them, put like Spanish songs on for a little white yeah. girl. Be like, <laughs> look at her, bitch. No, but it was Amazing. <laughs> I would, I would, I would love to see that. Yeah, drag suicide. Just messy. Yeah, so <laughs> messy. <laughs>
my gay suicide is actually something which <gasps> I share with someone here. And I feel awful about saying it because I like some of the people in it, but... Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Same. Nothing has broken my heart more. I'm sorry. It's I'm, not that I hate it. I just, it didn't hook me. No, same. Yeah, it didn't. I'm I know. sorry. I love Susan Sarandon. <laughs> She's one of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Susan. Um, I thought Rocky Horror was dog shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like pure dog shit. Mm, not same a fan. Sis. Just not a fan. I'm not a fan either. It is yeah. my favorite thing in the whole really? world. Really? Oh, I'm so sorry, Dan. So when oh, I was a very young kid, my, my stepdad had the LP, the double LP. Oh, of cool. The Rocky Horror Picture of the live cast recording. And I was like, I remember being like, mom, what, what is this? And I was a bit scared of it and I was fascinated by it. Oh. I never knew until I saw the film when I was about 11 or 12. And then I've literally been a number one fan. I've seen it live. I've been sing-alongs. I love the sequel, the, the little known sequel. But have oh, you met Susan Sarandon? Yeah. No, but I, have, <laughs> I did meet Patricia Quinn, who plays uh, Magenta. Yeah, but she's not Susan Sarandon. No, she... My gay suicide, are you ready to throw everything in the, the yeah. store at me? Okay, so I'm not like a Broadway fan. I don't like musicals, really. I don't uh, like... Um, interesting. I know. I even like auditioned for a few Broadways, and I was just like... So lack. I was just like, cool, like next. Like I'm just not really? doesn't jive with me. I don't know what it is. I think they're super cutthroat. They oh. all sing mediocre. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they're so cutthroat. Uh, I think they all just need to go in Disney movies. I don't understand. Fair, it. fair enough. I don't understand. Well, some of them it. did. Some of them did. And Bianca's gonna kill me for that. She yeah, I was gonna Broadway. say. I'm pretty sure Bianca and Courtney, Set. right? They're obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah. But it, it's just it's not my jive. Like I'm more like I like just more raw gigs. Maybe I'm bitter because I. <laughs> audition I'm like fuck all of you you're evil yeah. <laughs> why are you saying you got offered um, Frankenfurter oh that was for like a San Antonio like residency Use either that or getting my teeth fixed and I got a root canal <laughs> I did you know, and now they get a root canal I literally got two root canals instead of playing Frankenfurter oh my god yeah. you hate Rocky Horror that well, much I think it's is it coming to that time where we start winding down mm-hmm. we're gonna have a little round of cards against humanity yes <laughs> It can be brutal. I haven't played this in years. Is it a big wow. thing in the US? Yeah-ish. Yeah, we, yeah, I played it on um, the Drag Race cruise with everybody, but I didn't. <laughs> I kept like being like, what do we do next? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to do. It's like Uno. It's, oh my God, I don't know how to read. <laughs> See, this is what I, the problem I was having. I really don't know how to read um, dinosaur names. Um, oh. It's Morphin Time. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I know Pterodactyl, Triceratops. Sabertooth Tiger, what the fuck is a Mastodon? You got this. <laughs> okay, it's Morphin Time, Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger. Ooh, Melania Trump. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> She's a dinosaur. Instant winner. Instant winner. Right. It. <laughs> it's, mo- <laughs> it's Morphin Time, Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, an old dog full of tumors. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Why is that funny? Because it's horrible. <laughs> oh, because I'm friends with Bianca. <laughs> That's funny. That's she made one. it okay. Are you saying she's an old dog full of tumors? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. It's Morphin Time. Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops, Sabertooth Tiger, Dick Fingers. <laughs> yes. That sounds like a. Anything with dick in it, I love. <laughs> yeah. I think Melania Trump. Yeah, that was funny. Nice. Yeah, that was cool. She oh, looks yeah. like a dinosaur. We she can does. go with that. Yeah, yeah, a bit stretched. Yeah. That was so good. That was really good. That was yeah. just really funny. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it was absolutely lovely working with you, talking oh, with you thank again. You. It was it's lovely been a working pleasure. with you. Guys. Yeah. Can't Fun wait to shit. see what's next. What is next, actually? Yeah, I'm opening for Andy Black. Um, when? What month? July. July. So I'll be back here. I know. You can't keep me away. I just keep coming back. No, but yeah, we're going to be doing um, a tour opening for him. And nice. yeah, it's going to be like Amazing. the first kind of like music, fully music gig for me. Amazing. So that's gonna be fun. No meet and greets. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I guess. I guess we won't be expecting Adore Delano the musical anytime soon. No. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Watch like next month. I'm in a fucking musical. That's how the universe works. Man. <laughs> yeah. You talk shit, you get hit. It's very that though. Oh. Well, well thank you so much. Thank you so much, babe. It's, it's thank you guys. Always a pleasure. And I think we had such a good time in Manchester and today's yeah. been just as great. So thank you oh, so yeah, much. Thank you guys. Good energy cool. as shit. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Huge thank you to our producer, Kobe. Party. Uh, you can find him at Kobe Carnage on Instagram. And also a big thank you to Psychofag who produced our theme music. You can follow him on Instagram at psychofagxx. Thank you guys. Um, and thank you for listening to All Right Darling. All Right Darling. All right, darling. <laughs> Amazing. All right, darling.